Today's guest is a contributor to my charity patient safety anthology titled Highway to Heart, Humor, and Honesty in Healthcare, and she hails not too far from where I used to live as a snowbird in sunny and warm Arizona. She is Bridget Jablonski. Bridget is an independent board-certified patient advocate, a registered nurse, and founder of Vital Link Healthcare Advocates. Bridget relocated from Des Moines, Iowa to Phoenix, Arizona to help open Mayo Clinic Hospital in 1998, where she continued to work for nearly 21 years. During that time, she worked in a variety of roles, including staff nurse, team leader, vascular access nurse specialist, and adjunct faculty affiliated with Arizona State University. Her expertise is broad and includes a strong clinical background in cancer care and solid organ transplant. She has experienced healthcare not only as a nurse, but also as a patient and a caregiver, and has witnessed the barriers and challenges within the medical system and the unnecessary frustration this causes. The rapid pace and the fragmentation within today's healthcare environment often leaves a lot of room for miscommunication, uncertainty, and error even in some of the most highly rated organizations. So in 2018, Bridget founded Vital Link Healthcare Advocates to help patients and caregivers smoothly navigate the medical system and to make it easier for physicians and other healthcare providers to understand and care for their patients. She believes nurses as independent advocates are in a unique position to bridge the gaps, enhance efficiency, and ultimately improve healthcare outcomes. And that's what we talk about all the time. So I'm so looking forward to this conversation. So welcome to the show, Bridget. Thank you. Thanks, Pat, for having me. Oh, I'm happy to have you. Very, very happy. You helped to open the Mayo Clinic. And I mentioned to you before we were on air that I spent quite a bit of time there with my mom when we were back and forth in Arizona. So the Mayo Clinic in Phoenix. I have to say that the process there was very streamlined and efficient. So you say that during your career, you witnessed the barriers and challenges within the medical system. I couldn't see any of those as a patient, so maybe you can help us out. What are some of those barriers and challenges that that we face within the medical system? Today, um, some of the barriers that I witnessed um, as a nurse along the way sometimes included staffing. If you didn't have enough staff to care for the patients on your unit, that was often a challenge. The acuity of the patients over time has gotten, the patients have gotten sicker, making the workload for the nurses a little heavier. I used to work in an outpatient infusion area, and while we would have scheduled appointments, it was often used almost as an urgent care. We would have a ton of add-on patients that would come in, and this would kind of bottleneck services um, that we needed to provide. So those are just a few that I saw was in the healthcare system. I saw that many times, the short-staffed situation, not so much in the hospitals, I don't believe, but more so in rehab facilities and those type of secondary care locations where there would just be one RN on the floor for 30 people and nobody at night and on weekends and talk about a patient safety hazard. And it's also a hazard for that provider. There's no way that one person can handle that kind of a workload. That's right. And then one of the great things about my time at Mayo was even when we would have staffing challenges, I felt like it was the kind of organization that really did provide as much resources as they could to the staff to make sure that the patients got the care that they needed. 
they would, you know, pull from other areas or people would pitch in where they where they needed to when things got a little tight. So fortunately, it was an organization that had a lot of resources. Exactly. Now, do you think it's beneficial to tell a patient so that they don't have expectations that are not going to be met to say to a patient and be quite honest about it, just to say, you know what, today, this afternoon, somebody called off, we're short staffed. So if you ring your call button, I may not be here immediately. Is that a conversation that's worth having? I personally didn't volunteer that to the patients if I didn't have to, Mm -hmm. because I didn't want them to feel like they couldn't call me if they needed me or they shouldn't because they knew we were short staffed. I wanted them to feel as though they were my only patient and so um, would do whatever I had to do to make sure that their needs were met and tried not to burden them with things that were going on behind the scenes. Yeah, I get that. I often thought about that, though, maybe because I was there for, you know, months and months that I got to know these folks and thought, well, you know, if I can handle this and they don't have to, then I would. But I can see your Mm -hmm. point. So what can patients do or should they be doing anything to help mitigate some of these challenges? Is there anything that can be done on the patient side? I think it's important, which is what I, why I do what I do. I think it's important for patients to have someone with them at all times, whether it's in the hospital or a clinic appointment, just to have a second set of eyes and ears in terms of what's going on and also maybe be able to take care of like the smaller things that, that the patient might need that, you know, maybe the staff can't handle because they have a high load that day. It's also important for information sharing. The more that the, the nurses and the doctors know about the patient, the, the better they're going to be able to care for that person. Usually, if you can have a caregiver or an advocate there by your side, they are going to help you remember the things that you need to tell or share. And they're going to also be a second set of eyes to kind of point out things that um, may be important that a, that a patient may not think to tell someone. Mm-hmm. So we think of advocates as a vehicle to help the patients, but in reality, having an advocate present can also help the physician or the nurse or the provider. Yes, I think, and I think um, as advocacy is becoming more, more prevalent, I think that providers are starting to realize how an advocate can actually help them understand their patients better. They can kind of get to know the patient before they come in and they have all that background information. I've sat at clinic appointments with patients um, with all of their medical records with me. And when a provider asks about a certain test or a lab value or whatnot, I can actually pull it out of my stack and hand it to them right then and there. Um, or I can help the patient remember, remember you had this back in whatever year it was and just have that information readily available and just help with the communication. So I think that they're realizing in terms of record organization and communication, it's helpful. And also on the back end, helping them with plan of care. So once the patient leaves the hospital or leaves the clinic appointment, an advocate can follow up and make sure the patient doesn't have any questions. They can reinforce the education or a plan of care that was given by the provider, and they can contact the provider or encourage the patient to do so if there's something that comes up that needs to be reported. Mm -hmm. So many advantages to having somebody with you. And I do think that a lot of patient harm begins in that doctor's appointment where, say, a patient by themselves 
doesn't recall, doesn't remember, doesn't ask the proper questions. So having somebody with you can really help improve the efficiency and help the provider during that appointment actually see you and get you in and out quicker than if you're there by yourself really stumbling and not knowing what questions to ask and then not asking. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Especially in patients that have um, complex illness or maybe multiple chronic illnesses, Mm -hmm. because it's hard to know where to start when you go in with a provider. It's, you know, the patient may have been dealing with something for a long time, may have seen multiple specialists, and they go into a provider and they their head is spinning. They don't even know where to start. And so sometimes it helps when an advocate can help a client prepare in advance for the appointment to set the goals and list out the questions that they want to ask ahead of time so that the appointments are focused and the questions get answered and they get the information they need and the provider gets all the data that they need to make the decision. So as an RN, there obviously are times during your role as an advocate that you are conversing one-on-one with the fellow nurse, your client's nurse. How is that perceived? Is it uh, a threat or is it welcomed? It can go either way, but I think that once, I think initially, sometimes the initial reaction is to feel a little bit threatened, but I think once they realize that we are there to help make their job easier um, by providing information and and, you know, doing things for the client that maybe the nurse might otherwise be tasked with education or whatnot, I think that they soon recognize the value. Um, and I think particularly nurses are able to understand that. And the relationship can um, become quite a positive one and lead to better patient care in the long run, I think. Oh, for sure. Definitely leads to better patient care. Yeah, I was curious how that is received. When you go in, do you let the the providers know that you are an RN or that you are acting in an advocacy role? Yeah, I try, um, if at all possible, to send communication in advance. I've written letters to providers uh, introducing myself, uh, what my background is, what my role is, and I let them know that um, my role as an advocate is non-clinical that um, I don't make decisions for my patients, that I don't do any hands-on care, that I'm there simply to provide support and guidance and education and care coordination and um, not to be obtrusive at, at all, um, but to uh, enhance the continuity of care. So I am very clear about what my, my role is as an advocate and um, just kind of let them know why I'm coming and and hope that they welcome me into the relationship that they have with their patient. So far, it's been well-received. Well, just knowing your personality, and I was thinking that that also makes a big, big difference too. I'm sure a lot of it has to do with how skilled one would, a patient advocate would be relationship-wise. So when it comes to patient safety, let's going back to your days as a nurse, are we, are systems utilizing nurses to their best ability and advantage? I think nurses have a huge opportunity in general to impact the healthcare system. Uh, they're the largest profession within the healthcare system. Uh, you know, I think nurses take an active role, but I, I would like to see nurses take even more of an active role in um, kind of reforming healthcare and um, general public education and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Is there a reason why they may not? Is it a cultural thing within the system? Is it a hierarchical 
thing? I think there are nurses that, that are definitely involved and active, you know, trying to make change. And I know there are even nurses within, you know, organizations and institutions that are taking on more of a of a role in process and, you know, improvement and evidence-based care with, um, you know, committees and things like that, especially where I used to work. Um, they were quite involved in, in that kind of thing. Some of it does have to do with the hierarchy. Um, probably some of it has to do with long hours and, um, you know, nurse, if nurses working full-time, eight, 12-hour shifts, they probably don't have a lot of extra time to devote toward things that, that they would do outside of their their work. For sure. There's only so much one could do. I was just thinking about within the confines of the of their day-to-day work, if, mm-hmm. they, if they could be heard more uh, or could vocalize what needs to be done for system changes and those kind of things. Yes. Yeah. I think it depends on where you work. Sure. I know that um, part of the reason I got into advocacy was I've always been kind of a, a person to ask why. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it probably used to drive some people crazy, Uh, but I finally found an area where um, it's okay to ask why, and it's important to ask why. Why are we doing things this way? Why are you taking 10 meds? Mm -hmm. You know, it's important to have an environment where nurses feel um, empowered to speak up and ask those questions, and not only ask the questions, but to be able to come forward with with ideas, because I think nurses have great ideas. They're extremely creative. And they think outside of the box when it comes to um, solving, you know, patient solutions and and issues. And so I saw more and more of that over my my career at Mayo and some great changes that came about, especially with our vascular access team. Uh, We had a a manager and supervisors and nurses who really took an active role to form a great team and make a lot of change in the hospital for the better for the better of patients when it came to IV lines and reducing infection rates and, and whatnot. Right, right, right. You were living in a, a nice bubble there. Yeah. I'm glad you had that opportunity. Let's talk about heart, humor, and honesty in healthcare. Are those achievable on a consistent basis? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I know they are being done. Is that something that can be achieved on a consistent basis? I do think so. And I think just, you know, connecting with patients on a human level, really stopping to listen what they're going through and remembering to not look at a patient as a number, but as a person who's going through probably some of the toughest times in their life and not only the patient, but the caregivers. So, you know, I think it's important not only to consider the patient when you talk about heart, humor, and and honesty, but also um, everyone that surrounds that patient that plays a very important role in their life. It's important to, you know, include those people and incorporate them into the care that you deliver. That's for sure. As a family member, it's just almost as important as the patient. Uh, Half the time, the patient might not even be cognizant of what's going on, but the family members are too. And you know, Bridget, as a family member, as a daughter, I turned that around many times and used heart, humor, and honesty to my mom's providers. You know, I would try to connect with them and find out about them. So it's not always a one-way ticket here. And I think that we can achieve this a little bit easier if both sides really think about it, you know, and, and ask questions. I used to talk to the nurses, so how many kids do you have? Where are you going after work? Where did you eat last night? How was the game? And so that you really develop that heart with that other person Absolutely. and connect as the other person. I don't think that happens very often. 
And so as a patient and as a family, I think we stood out and actually perhaps got a little bit better care because we mm -hmm. did develop those kind of relationships with the staff. Right. I worked in oncology for many years, and I think that's one of the things that, that drew me to that, that niche um, was that we were able to get to know the patients and their families well, like as you were saying. And um, one of my favorite patient interactions uh, I had at Mayo, it sticks out in my mind. I stayed late on a shift to start an IV for a patient, and he was an older gentleman in his mid-90s, I think. And it was just a simple IV start. didn't take me all that long. But I just remember the connection that I had with him. And we, we I don't even remember what we talked about, but he was kind of telling me a little bit about, I think, his wife and some a little bit about his life. But it just, it was such a great connection. And I remember going back to the office and telling one of my colleagues that, you know, it's it, sometimes you just have a connection with the patient and and it's almost like they give you a gift as a healthcare provider. They don't even know it. Um, I've had that happen a number of times over my career, but he was one gentleman for whatever reason, I will always remember. <laughs> I love that. I and mean, you talk about heart in healthcare and that's what it's all about, connecting with somebody. You don't have to know why, you don't have to try. And then you, you stayed late to help him. And I'm sure he so appreciated that. That's just a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, we've kind of danced around here. Is there anything we missed that you wanted to talk about today? The hot topic of the day is the coronavirus. And so I know a lot of advocates are doing um, as best as they can to calm fears and um, provide education to the public. So I think it's just important for um, people to know that advocates are out there. And if you have questions or feel like you need help in your healthcare, especially during times like this to um, feel free to reach out. Absolutely. And so with that, why don't you share your contact information so folks would know how to reach out to you? Thank you. I have a website. It's uh, www.vitallinkadvocates with an S.com. My phone number is 480-877-0037. And my email is Bridget, B-R-I-D-G-E-T at vitallinkadvocates.com. Excellent. So it's Vital Link Advocates with an S, vitallinkadvocates.com. Oh, Bridget, any final words before we head out? No, I thank you very much for this opportunity. I thank you for sharing. It sounds like you would be a blessing to work with, vitallinkadvocates.com. Bridget Jablonski, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Listen to Pat Rulo and Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio. Stay safe from little-known healthcare and hospital hazards. To learn more, go to speakupandstayalive.com. That's speakupandstayalive.com.